Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. I'm excited about this video like I am about everyone because I get the opportunity to teach you all something I feel will benefit you. And in this video, we're going to talk about how you can continuously find rest in God in a restless world. So if you're this topic, you think it will benefit you and some others, feel free to share all that good stuff. But for those who's watching me for the very first time, my name is Joshua, as he also knows Coach Josh. And it is my goal to help you make sense of your life. And after watching this video, like I like this guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe. I would love to have you be a part of my community online and be your coach here online. But for those who's been subscribed for years, if not minutes. I want to say thank you all so much for your support. Uh, thank you all so much for trusting uh, me as a vessel submitted to God um, to be a voice in this realm, um, to be able to motivate, encourage you to continuously follow God wholeheartedly. But as everyone is coming in, make sure you like, make sure you share, make sure you comment. And let's get right into the notes. Make sure for those who's watching me live, engage with me because I would love um, to, to, to vibe out with you all. But our scripture for today comes from Matthew 11, 28 through 30. This is uh, Jesus talking. And um, it's very important that we really uh, take some time to really see this because we're really going to break this verse down towards the end so that we can better understand how we can find rest within. But the word of God says, come to me, Jesus saying, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But since we're here, we might as well take some time to break this verse down. The first thing that I see here that is very paramount before we get to any of my points is come to me. What is Jesus saying is here, he's telling us um, to come to him. It's unfortunate we go to any and every other place for rest instead of him, the one that's the provider of rest. He says, come to me, not go to them, not go over there, but come to me. He is God enough to be able to let those who listen and are willing to abide by what he speaks by saying, hey, everything else is going to cause you to be restless eventually. But if you come to me, you will be rested. So what God is saying, he's saying, if you truly want rest, come to me. The next part is verse says, all who labor and are heavy laden. One thing I learned about this here is that it's implying uh, for those to come to him who are who labor, those who uh, uh, bring unnecessary burdens to themselves or who are heavy laden, those who other people have placed burdens on them. And one of all of us fall into one of these two categories, have been, have been in one of these categories or are in one of these categories or are being set up for one of these two categories. Either we are overburdened because we are doing more than we should and we're putting more on us than we should bear, or we are in communities or situations where we are heavy laden, meaning somebody else is casting those burdens on us. But what Jesus wants us to understand about rest is that we cannot be self-sufficient with it. We can't be so caught up in being self-sufficient in our own ability. We have to go to him because in this restless world, we got to find our rest in something eternal. Anytime you try to find your rest and something in this earth, you're going to find yourself restless because then these things are capable to sustain. But when you go to him and you recognize that you are doing laboring more than you ought, or you in situations or relationships where you are heavy laden, then you won't be able to find rest. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. The rest that we get from God is better than any form of any type of relaxation. He's saying, take my yoke upon you. What yokes are you, what things are you yoked up to? How heavy is that yoke? We got to take his yoke. I'm telling you, 
If you truly want success, you got to find your rest in him, because when you are rested in God, your purpose is you will inevitably accomplish because it is easier. Trust me. I've tried to do things on my own. I tried to pursue this ministry on my own. I tried to lift it. But when I let it go and carried his yoke, which was easy and it was light, then I was able to go the right way. And I wasn't really stressed along the way. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I, I personally will give you rest. Take my yoke, which means that it's our, it's our initiative. It's our responsibility. He's not going to place his yoke on anybody. He says, those who recognize they are laboring more than they ought, and they are in situations where they are heavy laden, and they're going to every other different place for rest. When you recognize that, then you will come to Christ and say, I'm going to take your yoke and put it upon me. I'm going to join myself with you. I'm going to join myself with your purpose because I know that in that I can learn from you on how to live this life at ease. See, God wants us to be at ease while the enemy wants us dis-ease, distant from ease. The only place we can find ease is in Christ. For he began to uh, elaborate on his character. He says, for I am gentle, and lowly in heart. Every other taskmaster, every other thing in our world, they are, they are too, uh, they're not gentle. They're not lowly in heart. And he says, when you come to me and realize that I am gentle and I'm lowly at heart, I'm humble in heart, I'm understanding at heart, and you will find rest for your what? souls. The reason why we are restless is because our spirits are darkened, our souls are curious, and our bodies are addicted. But when we really begin to understand that our souls need rest, and that in order for me to be my best, my soul must be at rest, then I'm going to go to him. Because the reason why many of us are restless is because our souls are connected to things that are incapable of sustaining it. For he begins to say, for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. So that was a quick breakdown of that text. And we're going to go to the next slide. Let's go over here. Now, what are you? Oh, that's my other from my old slide. But my main thought is this. God takes rest seriously. The main thought for the discussion is that God takes rest seriously. My question for you is, why are you restless? Why are you restless? Could it be that you're going to any other place and any other person except for Christ for your rest or relaxation? Why are you restless? Problem is this. Many people are not able to become their best due to a lack of rest. Many people are not able to become their best due to a lack of rest. Their yokes are too heavy. The reason why many of us cannot live continuously in rest and the reason why we're not able to be our best is because we are not at a place of rest. Rest does not mean sleep. Rest means I'm at peace. I trust God. I'm going to let him lead and guide me into all truth. And in leading and guiding me into all truth, I'm going to let that truth sets me free. And as that truth sets me free, then I can walk in that freedom and live fulfilled. But so many people are unable to be their best because they're restless. They're, they, don't, they don't have any <clears throat> a season or pattern in life to find their rest. It also says their yokes are too heavy. They're, they're connected to heavy relationships, heavy friendships, heavy ambitions, and they're not able to pursue the best that God has for them. Next point. God is serious about rest because of the standard he set on rest during creation. 
The Bible says that he worked or he created in six days on the seventh day he rests. God wasn't tired. He was just setting a standard. So when God was rested, it wasn't that God was tired or that creation was too much for him because he is a self-sufficient God. He spoke the whole time. <laughs> so, saying, so how much energy did he exude if he spoke everything into existence, right? But God is very serious about rest because of the standard he set on rest, even in the Sabbath. Randy over. And in that standard, he said in rest, he even within the Ten Commandments put the Sabbath. But when Christ came into the in, into uh, into our world, Jesus, he said, I did not come to abolish the law, but I came to fulfill it. Right. And in the fulfillment of it, he said, I didn't make man for the Sabbath. I made Sabbath for the man. I made rest for man. And when we understand the standard that, uh, that God put on rest, then we'll take rest very seriously. God is serious about rest because of the standard he set on rest during creation. God wasn't tired. He was setting a standard when it came to rest. He was saying that in order for you to be your best, work five days, work six days, but make sure you take a season to rest, reflect and rejuvenate and recharge for the next uh, uh, opportunity in life. Now, next point, God wants us to be holistically at rest. We're not just talking about physical rest. We're talking about mental rest, emotional rest social rest, spiritual rest, financial rest. God wants us to be holistically at rest. He wants us to be balanced in our rest. God, through, through his spirit, it will enable us to be at rest when we are physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually at rest. Physically rest, meaning that I make sure that my body gets its rhythm of work and rest, not work and stress. But it gets this rhythm where I take some time to rest my body so my body will recharge. That I also take charge over my thoughts to make sure they don't run me into restlessness. But I have control of my thoughts to find peace in thinking on things that are above. Therefore, I'm mentally at rest. I'm not tormented in my mind. I am triumphant in my thinking. I'm emotionally at rest, meaning that I'm not emotionally connected to things that's pulling me east and west. North and south causing me to be unstable, but I connect to things that are actually stable and sturdy themselves. I am socially at rest, meaning that I know how to take a balance. I know how to take a break from social interactions, that I don't have to be everywhere. I don't have FOMO or fear of missing out. I know how to rest socially. Also spiritually at rest, knowing that my spirit is anchored and my spirit is sealed. Uh, setting me apart as a holy vessel unto God, where I don't have to uh, 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 be perfect. I could just trust the perfecting work of the Holy Spirit in my life to continue to be the best that I can be through his help. Now, what is culture's impact on rest? Culture's impact on rest is that it is consumer focused. The reason why we can't rest is that we want to consume, 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 consume. We're consumer focused. Number two, we are in comparison and in competition. Culture has created an atmosphere, has created a, a mindset, a way of living where I have to, I can't sleep, I can't rest because I'm comparing my life to other people and I got to do whatever it takes to match them and surpass them. And I'm comparing and am in competition. Therefore, I can't rest until I beat my competitor. The reason why it's hard for us to rest is culture's influence when it comes to cash. 
that we are in a cash uh, 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 cream, uh, cash rules everything around me, right? That that I got to get more money. So why rest when when I'm resting then, then someone else going to make more money? One thing that I've learned in my life family is that favor is worth more than money. I'd rather have God's favor than the world's money because God can have me cut lines. God can bring me places that I don't have to worry about whatever. So that's why I go to sleep. I don't mind resting because the world has to work over over time in order to maximize. All I got to do is trust in God. And in time, as I continue to work into the Lord, I will have my day. I will have my week. I will have my month. I will have my years. But when you caught up in the world, then you're like, I got to go at the world's pace. But when you rested in God and you trust his time, and you trust his purpose, you're not pressed for anything. Also, collecting and collectibles. Culture's impact on rest is that we always want to collect. We always want to have bigger houses, bigger cars collecting. And we want collectibles. We want accomplishments. We want accolades. So in order for me to get those things, I got to rush instead of rest. We got to rest instead of rush. Because when I'm rested in God, I become my best. And in, in me becoming my best, I'm able to manage the rest, right? Also, our clans, our family are chauffeuring and, and pushing us to, to do more than we ought. And our clans, our group, our community is what I'm trying to say there. So coach's impact on rest is that we it is consumer focused. It is it's filled with comparison and competition. It's ruled by cash and how much money you can make. It's also immersed in collecting and collectibles and what our clan wants us to do. Let's keep going. Now, signs and causes to you being restless. Here are some signs, 13 signs and causes of you potentially being restless. And I'm you talking to somebody who was restless stressful <laughs> because I wanted to get my position. I wanted to get money. I wanted to get opportunity. So I didn't get no sleep. And we live in a culture where everyone talks about I sleep when I'm dead. That's the dumbest ideology, if not of all time, top five, right? That 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 I, I sleep when I'm dead. I, I'm not, I don't get no sleep. No, get your six or seven hours. Because when you rested in God and you trust God, you're not pressed for anything. Because you're doing what the Holy Spirit is, it has empowered you to. So you get your rest because you know the importance of rest and you rest your mind, you rest your emotions, you rest your body, you rest everything because you know that you don't have to go at the pace of the world. Right now, here are signs. I know that's small. Here are signs and causes um, to um, uh, restlessness. Number one, you're not motivated. A, a sign that you're not um that you're restless and at a place of the rest, you're not motivated. I'm always motivated because of because of the the move of the spirit of God in my life. I'm always motivated because I, I, I'm living into a higher purpose. It's boring down here, but when you got an eternal an eternal assignment, you're not easily bored. So so you always motivated because of what the master did for you, and you get to work alongside the master, so you stay motivated. But you another one sign that you're restless, you're not motivated. Number two, another sign is too much on your plate. Another sign that you're restless and out of the place of rest, you have too much on your plate, you're doing too much. And I put served versus buffet. The reason why many of us got too much on our plate because we we look at the menu hungry. So we order too much, right? So we're served more than we ought, right? Or we go to the buffet ourselves. So we just say, you know, I'm just going to put food on my plate because we go into seasons, we go into places hungry. That's why they say never go to the grocery store hungry because when you go to the grocery store hungry, you'll buy more than you need. 
But when you're full and, and full in the things of God, and then you go out there in the world, you won't put too much on your plate because you already have enough. Because God is more than enough. Another reason or sign or cause to restless, uncontrollable thoughts. Your thoughts run rampant. You can't control them. Uh, it's possibly because your life is rooted in some other idol or hope and your mind gets restless or you lost something very important and you're not at a place of rest. Your uncontrollable thoughts. Number four, low self-esteem. When you have low self-esteem is a byproduct of having your roots in something unstable. Another sign of restlessness is low self-esteem. Number five, a heavy workload. You hear what I said about those who labor and are heavy laden? These are people who have a heavy workload. They work too much because they want to accomplish too much. Listen, those who trust in God don't have to work as much as the world, right? Another sign or cause of restlessness is emotional or unnecessary emotional connections. If you're unnecessarily connected emotionally to something, that's a sign of restlessness. That means you rushed into that relationship. You rushed into that friendship. You rushed into that connection. And now you're emotionally tied to that individual, emotionally tied to the idea of the individual. And now you forgot who you are as an individual, right? So emotional connection is a sign uh, or cause that you're not at rest. Number seven, poor understanding of God or bad theology is a sign or cause of restlessness or a sign or cause that you're not continuously living in the rest of God. How can I rest in a God that I don't know? So poor understanding of God or bad theology. Eight, FOMO, fear of missing out. You're, you're, you're easily bored. It's hard to be bored when you're writing on the board of your life as formulas and strategies to pursue purpose, right? But if you always got this fear of missing out, you will miss out on opportunities for you to prepare to be your best, right? Number nine, you continuously need to do something. You assign that you're not at a place of rest. You always got to find something to do. You don't know how or we don't know how to just sit back and relax. We don't have a rhythm of rest. It's important to have rhythms of rest physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, etc. So that when we find our rest in God, we, oh, we, we don't have to feel like we have to do something. Number 10, we're easily irritated, easily triggered, easily emotional. It's a sign that something has affected your rest and is affecting um, uh, you from being your best. Number 11, obsessions. Just overly obsessed with things. You're not able to process because you obsess. Number 12, sleeply, sleeply, sleepiness or sleeplessness, right? That was one of my strong ones. Sleepliness, sleep, sleepy, sleepy, sleepliness was one of a big one for me. I couldn't sleep because my mind will run. And I was trying to figure out the next big idea, the next book. And I was uh, trying to answer everybody's email. And so I realized, Josh, you're not Jesus. You may have the same name in Hebrew, Yoshua, to Yoshua. You may have the same Hebrew name, but you're not Jesus. You don't have the capacity to be who he is. Get sleep, fam. And last but not least, physical weakness or fatigue, self-explanatory. Now, the process to rest. <clears throat> real quickly, the process to rest. Number one, before I get into some points real quickly, you must find your nest. In order to be your best, in order to find the process to rest, you got a nest somewhere. You got to settle somewhere. Build your nest in the presence of God. In order to be your best, in order to find rest, you got to nest in his presence. You got to say, God, I'm going to be where you are. I'm going to be content. Even though I may not like where I am, I am content, content because the I am is where I am. As long as the I am is where I am, you have everything you need, right? So you got to build your nest. Where are you settled? Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, where are you settled? 
Have you came to Jesus? Have you went to him and settled in him? Are you Martha in the kitchen making fried chicken, cornbread and green beans, getting mad because your sister ain't seen to be in the kitchen to help you clean and to help you serve everybody else in between? Right. Or are you like Mary that when Jesus looked at her and Martha, he was like, like, Martha, you troubled by so much. But one thing is necessary and that the portion that Mary receives, she'll never lose. But even though you feeding us, we'll lose what you feeding us. But what I'm feeding Mary, you will never leave. We will never lose. So you got to find your nest in him. You got to get settled, build your nest in his presence. Then understand what it means to be your best. Have a desired outcome for yourself. And when you have a desired outcome of God's best for you and you begin to see how great it is in regards to what he has for you and who you can be, then you will be prepared for the test. In order for me to be my best, I have to go through tests. But since I made my nest in God, I know for a fact that I will pass those tests. So when you have nested in God and realized the best that he has for you and he is the best for you, there's no other thing that can fulfill and sustain your rest but him. And you like, yo, God is the best and he has what's best for me. Then I can prepare for the test of life because tests will come to sharpen you, to make you better. And when you know that tests are coming, but you got the best and you got uh, and you realize that with every test, you got a, a, a 24-7 tutor who's the Holy Spirit. And every test that God gives you is an open book test. Then you're good to go. Fourthly, you got to get rid of all pests in order to get in the process of rest and to be your best. Get rid of all the pests, pests, pesty, uh, uh, it's pesty, pesty, um, uh, um, habits. Sinful habits, uh, understanding spiritual warfare and and commanding spiritual demonic spirits to flee. You got to be able to get rid of all pests through the authority that Christ has given you. Then you got to put on your vest. You got to guard your heart. You got to guard in order to be in a process of of rest. You can't let everyone have access to you. You got to have a vest on and protect your heart. Because the reason why we are restless, we have too many in incapable, uh, 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 undisciplined, non-God sent individuals connect to our heart. So you got to put on that vest, right? And then you will find your rest or you will be in a rhythm of rest. So find your nest in God, understand that he's the best for you. And he has what's best for you. And when you understand that he is the best and he has what's best for you, then you can, you can pass all the tests, the tests that will actually make you be the best that you can be. Then you get rid of all the pests, the things that are pestering you mentally, pestering you emotionally, pestering you, pestering, pestering you physically, etc. You get rid of them by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And in doing while doing that, you have the vest on because you learned from past lessons. And now you're not letting anything latch on to you uh, 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 and draining you. And then you'll find yourself in a process of rest. Now, real quickly, how to find rest. How to find rest continuously in God. Number one, let me pull this back up. Number one, you got to release what you can't control to God and release what's not of God. How to continuously find rest? You got to release what you can't control. One thing I cannot control is this ministry. I cannot control my wife. I cannot control anything that is not in me. So therefore, why am I going to get upset with my wife or get upset with things in my life if I can't control it. So I release what I can't control. Now my wife is great. I'm not saying, I'm just saying anything. I'm not going to try to control my wife to make her what I want her to be. No, I got to release what I can't control to God. I got to release this ministry to God. I got to release my life to God. 
because he knows what's best. And I must release what's not of God. Sinful habits, sinful friends, contaminants that are coming to that will eventually infiltrate my thought processes, keeping me from being my best. Number two, I got to reflect on the goodness of God in order to in order to find myself continuously at rest. I got to reflect on the goodness of God. Because it's easy to rest when I know he's good. He's always good. The fact that you're breathing, he's good. The fact that you are alive, he's good. So how I find my rest, I got to reflect on the goodness of God, knowing that he's good. Because when I reflect on his goodness, and I know that his goodness did not stop yesterday, that his goodness is in my today, and he will continue to be good tomorrow. So I can rest because I know my God is good. Number three, I got to research the importance of resting. I got to research that. Am I setting myself up through stress to be diseased? You see what I'm saying? I got to research the importance of rest and then develop a rhythm of resting. I got to say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with working and going to get it. But you got to understand who got you to where you are and who would get you to where you got to go and realize that, God, I trust you. You don't got to run as fast as the world. We are marathon runners. One thing about believers, we're supposed to run marathons, not sprints. The world is sprinting, but the race is marathons. And when you sprint marathons, you will burn out by the first mile because sprinters train to get from point A to point B. But marathon runners run from point A to point Z. When you run to point A to point B and realize you got the rest of the alphabet and you realize that all bets are off, then you're going to find yourself at a loss. But when you realize that this is from A to Z, from here to eternity, then you train accordingly. So you got to research the importance of resting and and, and conditioning yourself and develop rhythms of rest. Next point, you got to find the root to your restlessness. What is the root to your restlessness? Is it idolatry? Is it insecurities? Is Is it abandonment? Is it rejection? Is it a lack of closure? What is the root to your restlessness? Right. You got to find that root. Next point, you got to revel in the moment. You, in other words, you got to be present in the moment. Revel in the moment in order to find your rest. It, 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 find out what God wants you to do in the moment. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day God made today's day is 10 billion times different than yesterday, no matter how many rituals you do. Different clouds, different, different birds, different. Everything's different. And God is hidden in your day clues to your purpose. When God says slow down and God is God probably have you at that job right now because he knows that you will run past this marker. So you got to revel in the moment. You got to be present in the moment and find rest that God has something for you to see or to be revealed to you in this moment. So that when you know that the moments matter, then you will find rest with the one in the moment. Next point, you got to remodel yourself. You got to remodel yourself. You got to organize yourself. You got to discipline yourself. You got to remodel your, you got to remodel yourself. Remodel your environments. Make create an environment where rest, not extreme rest, at least the laziness. We're talking about balance between work and rest, right? So you got to remodel yourself. Next point, you got to renew your thinking. You got to change the way you think about life. You got to have a different perspective. You have to have an eternal perspective so you can run your race accordingly. But so many people got stinking thinking, not brinking thinking. I want to be on the brink of things. In order for me to do that, I got to change the way I think. Next point, you got to allow your purpose to resurface. 
You got to allow your purpose to resurface. Allow God to reveal your purpose and let it be resurfaced and come back to the surface. And then you will find rest knowing that there are timetables in the accomplishment of thing. But in the meantime, work on that thing daily and find rest that in due time, God will bring everything to you. That in due season, he'll bring uh, that husband, that wife in due season. He'll bring those different things. But how can those things, how can God's best come to someone who's stressed? How, why would God send his best to someone who's stressed? God will always send his best to people who are rested in him. Next point, you got to be ready to rest. You got to be ready to rest. Ready your life to be restful. Say, hey, I'm going to dedicate these hours to work. I'm going to dedicate this these hours to my job. I'm going to dedicate these hours to my particular purpose. And I'm going to dedicate these hours to rest, relaxation, and recharging. You got to be ready to rest. Organize your life to rest. And last but not least, you got to rest. You got to do it. It's pointless to write all these notes and, and do all these different things and not actually rest. Listen. In order for us to be our best, we got to rest. A lot of us in our world today are too restless. We, we, we are too eager, too ambitious. Uh, we're running ourselves out. The devil knows that all I can do is continue to push hope down the road because he says hope deferred makes the heart sick. If you're running after this different thing and it becomes your hope and he pushes that thing further and further away, then when you, when you get close to it and you push it away, you get sick in the process. How many of us are not even giving our bodies time to recuperate? How many of us are not giving our minds time to recuperate? How many of us are not giving our emotions time to recuperate? We got to find our rest to God. Now, let me go over this verse one more time and then I'm done. Let's go to the main verse. Jesus says, come to me, all who labor, all those who are laboring right now. What are you laboring for? What is it that you're laboring for? Are you laboring for eternal, earthly gain or eternal gain? He says, come to me. I'm God. Come to me. I'm the only one. And this right here, just that come to me, lets you know that he's God. Jesus was articulating uh, 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 subconsciously, subliminally that he's God. He's saying, come to me because only God can give one rest. All who labor and are heavy laden. So the question you got to ask yourself, what am I laboring for? And who or what am I connected to that's making me heavy laden? That's putting unnecessary weight on me, yokes and keep me from being who I need to be. And Jesus then said, I will give you rest. Take my yoke means I got to do it. I got to take the yoke. I got to repent and say, God, I repent for this uh, uh, way of thinking, this way of living, this way of, of, of stressing. I repent and I'm going to take your yoke upon me and I'm going to take time to be a disciple and learn from you because I know you're gentle. You got to get to know him. He is gentle and humble at heart. And he says, and you will find rest for your souls. Is your soul a river or is your soul a lake? Right now, what's causing your heart to be restless? What's causing your soul to be restless? What's keeping you up at night? What's keeping you from being who you need to be? You got to find your nest in God, family, and trust that in due time, in due season, everything will turn around for your good. But this world has nothing to offer as far as rest. And they may, they may have things that help with rest, but they can't be, bring rest to your soul. They may help you take a nap, 
We imagine living a life where you don't need drugs to go to sleep. You don't need love to go to sleep. You don't need all these different things to find rest. That you can actually think and, and hear your thoughts and process them. That you can actually be emotionally still and um, emotionally unbothered. That you're able to be physically fit and ready to, to lift the next level of your life. It's possible, but you got to come to him. I pray this message was a blessing to you. Hope y'all got something from it. Make sure you share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out my website, I am unplugged com for all books, card games, resources, and tools. A good book that will help with this is Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Continuously Discern the Will of God in Your Life. I also got a book on Soul Ties, The Purpose of Freedom. Other great books as well on my website. Check them out again at imunplugged.com or uh, hit the links below. Um, I think that's it. Anything else that I forget? Also, check out my Patreon. If you want me as a personal coach, you want uh, uh, access to me as a coach, Click the link below or just go to patreon.com, type in Joshua Ezzy, and you'll be able to find uh, my Patreon there. If you want me as a personal coach, whether through individual coaching or group coaching, look at the different perks and you will be able to find out what works for you and what works for us so we can grow and fulfill our purpose together. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.